Welcome to the Crisis on Infinite Podcast, episode number 49. My name is Kevin Knight. I am the editor-in-chief of eGeekPlay.com. And with me this week, assistant editor and DC aficionado, Jamie Rosales. Jamie, how are you doing? Hi, Kevin. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd be an aficionado. That's kind of strong words. I, I, I'm going to say the fake it till you make it, right? Just just act like you love DC. and eventually... I love them so much. Oh, my God. What's Blue That's... Beetle's real name? Um, Who's Booster Gold? Name, I... the enti- name the entire lineup of the JLA from 1984. Okay, come on, man. That's before... <laughs> I wasn't even alive then. You can't, you can't pull that on You me. can't be a DC aficionado <clears throat> if you don't know these things. Well, you're the one that gave me that title. Uh, Jamie, how you doing? I'm doing good, Kevin. Yeah? Yeah. So we're recording this actually a couple days late because, um, first of all, George is out on tour and having, uh, he, he got some crazy, like, tooth infection or something like that. I saw him the other day. We tried to record some stuff. Didn't happen. You and I tried to record. This, this has been the hardest episode to record. I, I don't understand why. Technology has been against us. Life has been against us. But we plug through and we're, we're bringing this episode. So you're probably going to get two episodes of Crisis this week. Because the next episode is big, huge number 50, which I don't think we're going to make a big deal about. But episode 50, right we'll around think, the corner. We'll think of something. Well, it's just going to be me and you going, hey, remember that? We'll make it a flashback show. We'll make it a clip show. How's that? Remember that time you referenced that comic that I didn't, <laughs> had no idea about? Remember that Remember that time George said that really funny thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good times. Good if times. anybody wants to put it together, a clip show for us, I'd be happy to do, take it. Do it. Someone out there, just do it. Uh, that'd be so funny. We could do the clip show like... um. Uh, did you ever watch the Clerks cartoon? Kevin, we've talked about this. I've never seen Clerks before. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. I know that's that's a big shocker. I've never seen Clerks or anything of Clerks nature. Jamie, how are we still friends? I I don't know. It's like the aficionado thing. You just tell me things and I just go with it. Ugh. Ugh, Jamie. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. Let's get into some comic book news, shall we? Sounds good. So, okay. Mondays are usually the days when, when lots of announcements are made. We might have to start like doing a crisis like in the middle of the week because every time we we every time we wrap up a crisis on Thursday, it's like, oh, hey, all this stuff was announced. Right. So we're never on, on, on breaking edge. Well, this time, uh, today, uh, th- there was an interview with James Gunn and uh, he kind of dropped a huge bomb saying that uh, that that Marvel is not going to be attending San Diego Comic-Con this year. Yeah, and this is the first time we're hearing of this. Yeah. I, 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 wonder, if this is the first, I wonder if this is the first time that Marvel's heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, uh, but then someone asked him, like, I, he could be lying. And then James Gunn replied back and said, like, I would never lie to my fans. And I'm like, so... Does that mean no Iron Man, Captain America booth? Like, well, you know, they're not going to be at the center. Like, what's going on there? His his statement was that uh, somebody asked him if he'll be at San Diego Comic Con this year, if they're going to have a panel or anything like that, and he said Marvel's not going to be there, so why should I? Um, 
that's really weird because you know they're they have a huge huge booth on the floor and marvel doesn't do a lot of conventions to begin with right Um, they do uh uh new york they do san diego um think they have a smaller booth at at emerald city they don't do a lot of comic book conventions um well um also isn't this year d23 yeah but that's even that that's not that big they they did they barely had a presence at the last d23 okay Um, i heard rumors too that they might be saving themselves for that well you know the other thing that that's kind of weird is so you know they this was the first year that they tried the keynote kind of thing here right yeah. And it was hugely successful, like huge. Um, they I think they feel like they got more mileage out of uh, doing that than they did San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. it's it's more controlled. They can control more of what, you know, who they invite, who gets in there instead of, you know, the Hall H clusterfuck. Um, so maybe their whole thing is going to be like, look we'll just keep doing these keynote kind of things. And, you know, a long time ago, Marvel used to actually have their own conventions, you know? Um, and back in the seventies when, um, uh, uh, you know, their big thing was they, they brought, uh, Jack Kirby back to, 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 to Marvel and stuff. Um, so they would do these three day conventions of, of just Marvel sponsored stuff. So, maybe maybe that's marvel's next big plan is is they're gonna you know do it themselves which i wouldn't be opposed to um if d20 you know disney can have d23 why can't marvel have their own convention i i guess i don't know i feel like uh, i don't know i guess but i I mean marvel's a part of disney now why why not just have it all have it all there well d20 d23 is a, a much it's it's a more exclusive kind of situation it's more but with d23 you, you you it it's a whole experience where it's not just like hey here's comic books it's everything disney they limit the amount of people that actually can go exactly because it, it's more controlled Whoa. going back to the controlled keynote i think the i think that's what they're going for i think that's what they're going to do this year yeah but my thing is like, like you get the crazy Disney people showing up at D23 and then the Marvel people. And then it's like, people don't care that Brian Michael, you know, Disney people don't care that Brian Michael Bendis is there, you know, where Marvel kids will. So it's like, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's mixing the two. It's just, I mean like majority of the people at Comic-Con don't care that my, you know, Brian Michael Bendis is at the con. They care that, you know, the cast of Teen Wolf is there. And and, and to me, that's, that's, that's a reason why they, they shouldn't go to like, like, I don't think doing a, a, you know, having something, a booth on the floor is really that big a deal for them. It's like, I, I'm sure, I'm sure San Diego Con is like, great. We can sell that to legendary, you know, like make, make somebody else's booth bigger. Um, you know, freeze up more floor space for them to charge $3 billion for, uh, you know, some douchebag to try to sell you their, their new movie. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think, I just think it's interesting. Maybe they'll just start focusing on smaller conventions or something, but I think they should do it. I mean, we'll definitely, we'll see in the next coming months. Maybe they'll use that booth space to uh, sell it back to NBC. Who's bringing back uh, heroes. <laughs> I remember when I first, my first convention was 2009 and I took pictures with like these, like, you know, the reps of the NBC booth and they're all dressed up as cheerleaders. I was like, Oh my God, I love the show. It's going to last forever. It didn't. FYI, everyone, it didn't. 
Oh, you poor soul. You're like, I love heroes. And then season two. I, I got into the panel. It was great. Z- Zachary Quinto was there. Everyone was there. And then it was right after the Glee panel. Oh. No. No. Yeah. Oof. So. And then and then season three hit, and you're like, no, this show's horrible. I actually didn't even watch it. It came on. I was like, I have no interest at this point. I was totally over it. Wow. Yeah. Wait, you didn't like season two? I did. I just, the last season they showed, I for some reason, I just didn't watch it. Oh, nobody did. I don't know. What, yeah, me. I don't know what I was doing that year. it was bad. It just kept getting worse and worse. Season two yeah. was tolerable for a little bit, and then season three was like, "Oh, this is bad." And what, maybe I, I just got like distracted with Grey's Anatomy or something, and I was like, "I'm, I'm Heroes is in the back burner." Was 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 there even a season four? I don't remember. I think season three wasn't the. I think season four was the last season. Was season season four was the one with the circus, right? Yeah, that's the last season. Yeah, that was really bad. That was really yeah. really bad. But hey, it was so bad that it's coming back. I, I'm sure you're excited. I I saw that commercial. Where did they air that? I saw that commercial and I was Super like, Bowl. oh yeah, okay. Then I, that's where I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that show was a thing. <laughs> like it's been that long and just that it's like not even relevant anymore. Like I I could care less. But cool, yeah, sure. Heroes go compete against you know the other superhero shows on TV. Be my guest. <laughs> How do you really feel? Uh, uh, so other Marvel news uh, they just keep announcing titles new books Um, but today it was announced that surprise surprise we are getting a Groot book yes finally somebody went hey you know who doesn't have we we got a Star Lord book we got a Rocket Raccoon book why the fuck not give Groot his own book um, and the cover is like amazing. It looks like Iron Giant or something. Yeah, I love it's, it's a Declan Shelby cover, which you know I love Declan Shelby. So, um, and uh, Jeff uh, Loveness, who is actually a writer for Jimmy Kimmel Live, is going to be uh, helming the book, and uh, it's um, drawn by Brian Kissinger, um, who is actually a Disney animator and. His stuff, if if you're a fan of uh, DeviantArt at all, he's all over DeviantArt. He's, you know, the big shit over there. So um, this is really interesting because they, it's, it, it, they're saying that it's, it's going to be kind of like Rocket Raccoon is, you know, a little like offbeat. Um, and, and they're really going to just delve into the character of Groot. How they're going to do that with um, him just saying, I am Groot the entire time? I don't know. Um, it looks good. I mean, like it says in the description that he he has a huge language barrier between him and the rest of the Marvel Universe. And I think getting, you know, firsthand view of his story here is going to be just sweet and fun. Probably mostly sweet because that's what, you know, Groot is. But I don't know. I feel like it's just going to be really cute and I don't know, possibly like heartbreaking cute. So I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be good. And the the. They say it's, it's not all fun and games. For the first time in years, Groot has been separated from his pal and translator, Rocket Raccoon, and forced to make his own way in the big, scary galaxy. Armed Aww. with just the words I, am, and Groot, he's about to embark on an all-new kind of adventure. So, See, that tugs on all the heartstrings right there. It's 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 Iron Giant in space. Um, 
No, this mm. is this is this is awesome. Uh, it says explosions, intergalactic hitchhiking, aliens, space sharks, and that's just the first issue. True believer, bursting at the seams with action, adventure, and excitement. Fans will not want to miss out on this epic thrill ride. The intergalactic road trip is about to begin. Hang on tight when Groot number one spurts into comic book shops this June. So there you go, June. That's I mean, why did it take him this long? Really? Nah, it's a good time for it. Uh, I'm excited. This is going to be a book I'm looking forward to while all the rest of Secret Wars uh, launches. Oh, and just the the hits just keep on coming with Secret Wars. Uh, Today they announced that uh, we've got another freaking book. We got two actually new Secret Wars books. Uh, Mrs. Deadpool and the Howling Commandos. It's, yep. It's, what is this, Jamie? Please. please okay, so uh, it's <laughs> it's written by Jerry Duggan, who's handling Deadpool now. And, I love and, Jerry uh, Duggan. I don't says, read Dead. I don't read Deadpool, but Jerry Duggan's work on the Hulk is some of the best stuff. I, I swear to God, if you're not reading it, you really should. It's, it, I cannot say highly, you know how how much I love this book, especially the, this week's issue was great. Anyways, go on. Okay, so the story is, Into this fray, a new challenger appears. The queen of the monster metropolis below Manhattan has entered Battleworld, and she is not amused. Shikla, known to some as Mrs. Deadpool, returns in her all-new solo comic by Jerry Duggan. Uh, The roster is Jack Russell as Werewolf by Night, The Living Mummy, and Frankenstein. Um, And it looks like it's just the Howling Commandos, but as... uh, Old Hollywood monsters. It's it's the creature commandos is is what it is. I mean, yeah. it, this is the book that they they've done before is creature commandos and whatever else. So eh, it looks eh, like it's fun. Eh. I like monster stuff. I just uh, you know I'm not reading Deadpool. I have no idea who she is. And yeah, uh, I don't know. Mm, I'm eh. sure I'm sure somebody's happy about this. Um, and then we've got uh. Giant size little Marvel AVX. Yay! Uh, now this is um, it, it seems like it's just kind of a joke book, but uh, they they've annou- Marvel announced that they're doing giant size little uh, little Marvel AVX, uh, which is resurrecting the parody universe made famous during the uh, uh, 2012's AVX crossover series. These these were like uh you know like all the the variant covers and stuff like that and little backups and stuff that Scotty Young did. And um, this is done again by Scotty Young. So uh, this is, you know, it'll be a fun little book. I think it's, it's, you know, something that's going to take the piss out of uh, all of the secret war stuff that's going on. So this is the, uh, the toughest, funniest, craziest, most adorable Marvel heroes thrown, in, thrown down, throwing down, Featuring all your favorites, including Cyclops, uh, Hawkeye, Black Not Widow, my favorite. Wolverine. They're all here, just shorter. Scotty Young brings out the big guns in this series that fans have been waiting for. I mean, I've been totally waiting for this. Fans like Scotty Young, and I like this cover. So oh, I, I love Scott. I love Scotty Young, but it's not like a, you know, like I've been clamoring for you know. Uh, oh, you've been clamoring. I could oh, tell. Totally. Totally. You've been clamoring for this uh, Scotty Young double Wolverine action here. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of Secret Wars, so 
we finally have a Secret Wars, uh, like pretty much entire list of books coming out, and there's a lot. There's a shitload of books. Uh, we're at almost sixty books. You you want to run them down? You want should, should we run down the list real quick? Let's 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 uh, uh, let's let's give an idea here. So we've got the Secret Wars book. Secret Wars Ultimate End, Inhumans Attila Rising, Secret Wars Battleworld, Secret Wars Master of Kung Fu. Stop me if any of these sound really exciting. Secret Wars uh, Journal, which is going to be a various uh, stories throughout the Secret Wars Battleworld universe something. Uh, the book that you were most looking forward to, Ghost Racers. Ghost Racers. Fuck yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, uh, Thors, which is all of uh-huh. the Thors from all the different realities and timelines and everything like that fighting together uh age of ultron versus marvel zombies probably the worst idea ever star lord and kitty pride <laughs> number one uh marvel zombies runaways a brand new runaways book with um all sorts of different crazy runaways characters secret wars 2099 deadpool secret wars which the deadpool secret wars one actually sounds pretty funny because um deadpool wasn't actually around when the original secret wars was um happening but okay. if he was, he would have been in that series, right? So this goes back and tells what happened with Deadpool while Secret Wars was happening. So he was part of Secret Wars. It was just a secret. Oh, jeez. Uh, Where Monsters Dwell, which looks kind of interesting. Modoc Assassin, uh, Inferno, Spider-Verse, bleh. Uh, Planet Hulk. <laughs> Sounds cool. Uh, Old Man Logan. That's the book that I'm kind of actually really looking forward to. It's Brian Bendis and um, uh, uh, Andrea Sorrentino, who's um, love, love his artwork. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet, Korvac Saga, Extinction Agenda, Civil War. We're revisiting Civil War. Uh, Years of Future Past, Armor Wars, House of M, Age of Apocalypse, Future Imperfect, which supposedly Future Imperfect is going to be the book that's going to have a lot of impact on this. Um, Renew Your Vows, which is uh, has something to do with Spider-Man and Mary Jane. Uh, yeah. a- AVX, X-Men 92, which has just the um, X-Men 92 lineup, which is kind of the lineup that you had in the cartoon series. Uh, and then uh, you've got the books that are continuing as Secret Wars is happening. Uh because a lot of books are being put on hold or, as they like to say, backburnering. Right. Um, we've got Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man point series. So that's the uh, the series that um, Jerry Conway is going to be doing. Call, uh, it's like Spider-Man the Wraith, which looks fantastic. Uh, Silk, Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen, Rocket Raccoon, Silver Surfer, Guardians Team-Up, Miss Marvel, uh, Howard the Duck, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Daredevil, Shield, Angela, Deathlock, Ant-Man, Punisher, Black Widow, Moon Knight, Loki, Aven- uh, Mighty Avengers, Bucky Barnes, which I don't know who's reading that, Magneto. So behind. <clears throat> and then uh, the books that are expected to end while this is going on, maybe indefinitely Thor, Captain Marvel, Guardians 3000, Hulk, Superior Iron Man, Nova, and Wolverines. So that's about 62 titles total. Jeez. What? I thought Daredevil was going to be ending soon. Why is that I, on the... Uh... Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I thought it was too. Um, 
maybe there's uh, plans for it. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I know Somni and um, Somni and, and Wade are leaving soon. Oh, okay. I so see. just because they're leaving doesn't mean the title's being canceled. Because as yeah. they haven't actually came out and said like, yeah, this is this is gonna get canceled. So yeah, interesting. Um, a lot of books. It's gonna be this Secret Wars event is crazy. What um, are you excited for the uh, the most? You know, I don't really know. I mean, there's. I, I'm excited for the the actual event, the actual Secret Wars book. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like it's gonna be pretty fun. Uh, I think Ghost Racers is a cool idea. Uh, the Star Lord Kitty Pride book looks pretty cool. Um, the new Runaways book, actually, uh, I was a huge fan of Runaways. I loved that series. So nobody's really done it justice since uh, Brian K. Vaughn. I mean, Joss, the Joss Whedon run, for me, was okay. I didn't think it was that great. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get smacked down by people for that. Uh, but the Old Man Logan book is, I think, what I'm looking most forward to. Okay. Um, just because it, that that combo of Sorrentino and, and, and Bendis is just fantastic. What else do we got? Um, Let's see. Uh... Oh, so uh, going back to Jerry Duggan, uh, him and Evan Doc uh, Shaner are bringing uh, 1872 to Marvel. Oh yeah, there's, uh, there's, that's that's another another Secret Wars title that we didn't talk about. <laughs> yeah, and it's one that I'm highly anticipating. Um, so basically, they're going to be re- reimagining characters like Captain America, Iron Man, and the Hulk as Western characters. And so um, Duggan says it's not a limited series. Uh, but he's mentioning a first arc, so yay! It's it's basically uh, Captain America or Steve Rogers is the sheriff of this uh, town called Timely, which you know is named after the original Marvel press. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. So uh, I thought that was kind of ingenious, but uh, yeah, uh, interesting. I, 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 you know, looks like looks like a fun book, Jerry Duggan. I, I don't know where he, how he sleeps. You know, he's writing like eighteen things at yeah. once. Um, and then they announced a book called Weird World, which uh, is is uh, what's his name, Aircon or whatever from from Fantastic Four. Which you know, I never really wanted a a book from, but okay. Um, yeah. Well, you're getting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whether I wanted to or not, but uh, you know, it's Jason Aaron. Yay! Exactly. Uh, what else do we have? I right. think that's all for comic book news. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, let's move over to some TV news. Do you want to talk about Flash Arrow since that's uh, a show <laughs> that I'm not watching? <laughs> you should be this this season. Ah, <sighs> uh, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. Okay, let's go see this real quick. What happened when I kept saying, Jamie, you really should watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, when you told me that, I was like, I, I put it on my list to watch it. And no, then no, your response was, it. your response was, I'll get to it. I'm tired. And, I, and it took you <laughs> two seasons. It took you two seasons to get, get around to it. Oh, and then what happened? And then what happened? Well, I I watched all of it. I watched Agent Carter, so I'm caught up. 
and and you, you like been binged watch it and now like you are the biggest convert of that show like i i think you like it more I than i do watching it i was just like i'll you know i'll get to it i got a lot of shows going on right now yeah oh sorry red band society is so much more important <laughs> it was a good show <laughs> uh, it was so good it lasted like less than a season I know it still breaks my heart. How could they keep that trash Gotham on air? And they took down Red Band Society. It's so good. Gotham is like the highest rated show that Fox has right now. Oh God! I stopped watching it after the winter finale. I just, I think I just watched it as like, a, okay, water cooler talk, and realized I, I wasn't. I was the only one still watching it. it, it <laughs> that, that you're the only one at the water cooler talking about it. Exactly. Well, but, okay. Um, so, oh, all right. Here's the deal. So Warner Brothers knows that that. They, they've got something with this Arrow and Flash thing, and people love that the fact that the two cross over. So they're going to make a new show that they're developing that's they're, they're saying it's taking the Brave and Bold approach, where it's going to be kind of a crossover show. You're going to have some kind of a team, maybe, because they're, they're already talking that, uh, that Ray Palmer, um, who's the Adam in this, who basically looks like it's Brandon Routh, who... Um, who played Superman at one point, and, you know, all that stuff. He was Anyways, in Scott Pilgrim, yay! What? He was in Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 he certainly was. Uh, anyways, um, so they're saying that him and Felicity are going to get their own spinoff show, and now it's coming out that it's going to be this Brave and Bold team-up style, so it's probably going to center around him and Felicity working with all these other people within this this cinematic DC television universe. Um and it looks like we're going to get Wentworth Miller's Captain Cold. Uh, we're going to get um, Martin Victor Garber uh, and um, uh, uh, Robbie Mel as Firestorm. Um, and uh, Katie Lotz, who plays the now deceased Sarah Lane. So maybe they'll be bringing her back yet again. Uh, and then there's there's the speculation about all these other characters that are going to be in it. Well, there was a cast, casting call that went out recently for the show, and there's a few characters they wouldn't actually name, but uh, this is what it runs down to. There's a character. Uh, this is off of the casting list. Uh, so they, they gave descriptions you know, that they send out like to agents saying, this is what we're looking for. This is what the character is. Do you have somebody that will fit this? You know, and then they send it out to casting, you know, whatever. And they go and try out for the part. So this is what we got. Uh, this is the traveler who is billed as a Han Solo-esque rogue who gets with his who gets by with his charm. This hero hails from the future and has journeyed back in time on a secret mission. His razor sharp wit hides the pain of a man who has lived through serious conflict. He also harbors many secrets always leaving both his teammates and the audience unsure of his true allegiances. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's Booster Gold. Like, you cannot write that any simpler. Freaking Booster Gold's going to be part of this TV show, which I love. I think that's incredible. It could be Rip Hunter, the time traveler, but Booster Gold is such a better, because he's, like, arrogant. Uh, the next one is a female character na- nicknamed Female Warrior, described as a 20-something Latina who is pretty but unassuming, book smart, socially awkward by day, but by night, when she hears the cry of battle, her fury is ignited and she becomes a fierce warrior, so much that sometimes she can become a threat to others. So this could be Fury, who was um, uh, uh, 
way back old DC villain. Could be the uh, Yolanda Mount's um, Wildcat version. Maybe Panther? I don't know. This is a hard one to, to, to figure out. Uh, and then the last one is a mystery hero. An African-American male in his 20s will fill the role of a, a regular street smart guy who is an unexpectedly gains power. Then, as part of the team, regularly quips about the insanity of the situation. So... Basically, he's like the comic relief. Um, sounds to me like that could be Static Shock or Static from you know, okay. the cartoon. So it's really interesting to see that there, um, or you know, actually, it could be Black Lightning as well. Um, but they're they're building this this kind of really cool team, um, and they're, it sounds like they're really going to try some new st- new stuff with this Brave and Bold style TV show, and it's going to be great because they can characters from uh flash and from arrow kind of throw them in together and i'm sure they'll all all three of them will spin together and it'll, it'll be like a comic book crisis kind of thing going on it'll be awesome i can't wait you need to catch up on both shows because they're um awesome. get to it eventually after i tackle the wire or something flash is so good right now oh my god i just saw the uh the the, the trailer for the rest of the season they're introducing so many great characters. It's going to be so good. Mark Hamill's going to be on an episode as the trickster. Uh, oh, yay. that looks so good. It looks like they're going to bring in Heat Wave real soon. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be so cool. Oh, yay. You're so excited. Firestorm? Firestorm was awesome. That episode was so cool. The way that they brought in Firestorm was so, and they made him look so freaking cool. Ugh. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, it's better than Constantine. Oh my god, I knew you were going to say that shit. You better take that back. That show is amazing. I'll, I'll get to Flash and stuff eventually. I'll, I'll get to it. I did watch like the first like four episodes of Arrow. Give me, cut me some slack, man. Yeah, but those are the four worst episodes. Oh, uh, I don't know. I heard the season wasn't that great, according to a lot of people. This current season is just okay. It's not okay. But season two? Oh, so good. All right, all right. I'll take your word for it. The way season well, one ends is so good. Ugh. Okay, season two all is right. Fantastic. Anyways, all right. What else we got? Uh, Lucifer on Fox. Yes, yes. Do you want to talk about that? Sure, sure. Uh, so it looks like they've cast Lucifer. Um, it's going to be uh, Thomas Ellis. Uh, who's he's playing Lucifer himself, which is based on the DC comic book, uh, which was a spinoff from Sandman. Um, it's going to be a one hour drama. Um, and this is a uh, guy underworld's Len Weissman as the executive producer. And uh, Tom Caponos is uh, the writer uh, and director on, or no, sorry. He's just the writer. Uh, Weissman is actually directing the pilot uh and it's being produced by Jerry Berkheimer TV which so this is this could be really interesting um basically what happens is uh Lucifer is is basically bored and uh he's you know tired of being the king of hell so you know what he does he quits and uh he's like hey you know what somebody else can run hell i'm going to go move to los angeles uh, and and so they're saying that uh, he's gonna work in the entertainment business and uh, help police punish criminals. <laughs> Is this gonna be like a funny show? 
I think it's going to be very dark humor. Uh, okay. I think it's so not like, like burn notice or something. No, I think it's going to be more like Constantine. You know. Okay. Like like the, the, how Constantine had that kind of dark humor. Um, yeah. I I know I, I I crap on Constantine, but there's parts of that show I I, I really did enjoy. I just I actually just watched uh, the Felix Faust episode last night, and and it was it was really good. That was probably my Wait, favorite. You episode. haven't actually you haven't finished the series yet. No, you I have not. I have. I, I'm, yeah. Hey come hey on. hey, come on come on! You're one to bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying, you gotta finish it. It's really good. Well, I'm saying you you need to watch Arrow and Flash. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it after after Game of Thrones is over. Speaking of Game of Thrones. Speaking of Game of Thrones. Okay, uh, shit went down today. Uh, Apple had their keynote, and they dropped the biggest bomb, ladies and gentlemen. Cable television has changed as we know it. Uh, HBO did a deal with Apple. You can now subscribe to Apple uh, or uh, subscribe to HBO for the low low price of twenty bucks, and you get all the HBO programming, and it's freaking awesome. They dropped the price on uh, the Apple TV to sixty nine bucks. It was ninety nine bucks. It's it's worth the money. Go fucking do this. It it's awesome. Uh, basically you're the way, the way you, you, you view television is completely changing. The landscape's completely changing. I've been without cable for almost a year now and I don't miss it. So does this, what does this mean for HBO go? Is that still going to be a service? Yeah. This is what basically you, you just pay 20 bucks a month for HBO go. That's it. You know, you don't. Have oh, so to, you don't have to have to subscribe to it, is what they're saying. You you don't have to, you don't have to have cable anymore. Like, I see. You don't because right right now HBO Co comes as as a part. All of you have your to do cable. is have your uh, your your friend's HBO Go password. That's how everyone does it. Yeah, hook me up. Come on. Um, just it, I get cable like a regular person. Why do I need to spend fifty bucks? <laughs> why do I need to spend? Look, look, look. My cable. I got rid of cable because I was spending. Like over, like near a hundred bucks between cable and internet. I'm like, I think it was 150 bucks, and I was barely watching it. Like, like everything was was stuff that was available on Hulu and Netflix, which I was paying for as well. So it's like, what the hell do I need to do to, to pay a hundred bucks for when I can pay, you know, what ten bucks a month, a total twelve dollars for these two things. And now it's like, okay, so I'm throwing in 20 bucks for HBO uh, Go. Now, the only problem is with HBO Go, they didn't really come out and say it, is if with, with if you have HBO Go now, now correct me if I'm wrong, you still get like movie access to movies and stuff like that that are on HBO, right? You do, yeah. You get access to movies and shows and now, stuff. Now, see, I don't know. I haven't done my research, but um, with this Apple deal, I think it's just HBO programming. Oh, that's weird. So you get the wire, you'll get, you know, um, all the, the and that stuff HBO is also stuff. available on Amazon. Are they taking that down now? I, I well, guess we'll just have to see it because at this point, I'm like everyone has access to the wire. It's um, a matter of watching that whole thing. <laughs> well, I mean, the Amazon Prime thing though is you. Who wants to pay a fucking hundred dollars for it? Wait, do you not have Amazon Prime? I don't have Amazon Prime. I'm not paying a fucking hundred dollars. I don't use two Amazon day, enough. Two day shipping. I don't use Amazon. You know how much I use Amazon? I buy things off the Amazon maybe every six months. Where do you go shopping? The store. I 
I go grocery shopping. I go to the store. Like every now and then I, I use Amazon. I'm still one of those people. Oh that's my like, God. I need to buy a pair of shoes. I go to the fucking store because I want to try on my shoes. Plus they have Amazon music now. So you could, it's basically, they have a ton of albums. Eh, you like, Spotify. I don't even buy this album. Spotify. Come on. Yeah. A whole difference. I'm saying this is all bundled up into one Amazon yeah, big service. Deal. Big freaking deal. I don't like Amazon uh. in general. Ugh. Are you, oh getting that stupid, are you getting that stupid speaker thing that they have coming out with too? I didn't see that. that, what that, was that? that it's I don't know. It's some d- dumb speaker thing that you you say, hey, tell me what the weather is outside, and it'll tell you. It's like it's basically their answer to Siri. It's stupid. Or just check the weather. I don't know. I mean, I had a Kindle for a while. It's pretty cool. I like yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Plus, their customer service is fantastic. I had to, I, I was able to return stuff after like a year and a half of owning it, and I'm like. What? You guys are great. Whatever. Whatever. Such a hater. You are. Hey, what? so tell oh. me about this Game of Thrones trailer that, that, okay. that broke the internet today. So uh, the new trailer came out today, and uh, it's completely uh, recut and everything. There's new footage, and it's all uh, from the perspective of Daenerys. And so she's in, in bed with that dude she hooked up with last season, uh, Dario Naharis, who they had recast. And who was he's like, on whatever. Nashville. Oh, really? You hate on me for Red Band? <laughs> you watch Nashville? It's oh, still on the I air can't... for four seasons, damn it. Anyways, go on. <laughs> Anyways, so... Um, so this is the first time she's she's talk she's saying this speech. I'm sure it's going to be a quotable line later on, but how there's this wheel that's turning and it includes the Lannisters, the Baratheons, the Starks, and the Tyrells. And she doesn't mean to. Um, she means to break the wheel. Basically, she's going to just she's ready to go to Westeros is what she's saying. Um, and so in this trailer, we also see that her giant black dragon Drogon is bigger than ever and he's back and you know it's a matter of trying to capture him at this point and um Tyrion who escaped from King's Landing last season he's in the same vicinity he sees the dragon as well so him and Arya Stark are like basically everyone's going out there to the free cities right now so everything's going to happen in that region and then up to the north we see that Brienne who's like the the tall, like, you know, butching awesome knight who fought the Hound last season. She's up in the north, and uh, Jon Snow and Stannis are up there, and he's basically, he wants to capture, he wants to take the north for himself, basically, and Jon Snow's like, look, I know the Night's Watch were, like, enemies with the wildlings, but we should team up because winter's coming, and we know what that brings. Of course, winter's coming. Of course. White walkers. So he's, like, ready for it. And then, um... My favorite thing in the whole trailer that you kind of barely see, and you know, um, if you, you're not reading the books, you may not have caught it, but uh, there's a lot of like masks, like there's a lot of like you know behind the scene killers, and there's this scene where a girl like whips this like bucket off this guy's head in the sand, and um, those are basically uh, last season, if you remember Oberyn Martell, he's the guy with the spear, who was like totally awesome and hooks up with all the prostitutes male and female um mm-hmm. those are his uh eight bastard daughters known as the sand snakes and they basically like get unleashed onto king's landing and just wreak havoc for you well, know for their it, dad's uh, i was gonna say so this is a revenge theory so so basically this next coming season is when shit goes down oh yeah 
So and you could see that from the trailer. All the shit goes down. This so trailer. so like I mean, last season was good, but shit didn't go down yet. Like 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 I'm I was I was spending the entire time going, when is the fuck is Daenerys and these dragons gonna attack? It was like okay, you built your fucking army enough. Just attack. Just just just. Come in with some dragons. Uh, actually, blazing. I, don't, I don't think it's gonna get that far yet. We still have two more seasons after oh, this. Come man. on, no. She's the thing is, she's got. They haven't even caught the dragon yet. The drag, uh, you know, uh, the dragons uh, flying around. But there's and two others, right? There's of, there's two other dragons. She's, she's yeah, that are locked up because she can't. She you know, a dragon cannot be tamed. Khaleesi said the you know Jorah Mormont, the guy that she banished. I'm just saying things are messed up, and at this point, she's stuck between ruling and trying to go conquer another kingdom that she probably can't rule as well so she needs to make up her mind she just needs to come in with the dragons kill everybody done god i don't know man i i know everyone's rooting for her but uh you know i'm kind of about the uh the other side here uh so, no I mean, we'll I mean, see she's the only badass and okay what the hell is the white walker are we actually gonna see like like the white walkers this time like like instead of just Hey, they're walking through the snow. Yay. You we know. don't know, man. This is like all the uh, info from the books at this point for the White Walkers has been exhausted. We're really? just getting new info. So whether they come in full attack or whether they just do what they're doing and turn babies into ice people, you know, that's what. Are, are we going to find out what happened with that baby? Um, I, Who knows? Maybe. So so basically the White Walkers are just like, they're, are they just like zombies? Um, I mean, obviously they're the un they're part of the undead, but you could see that there is intelligence there. There's like uh, there's a council. They turn uh, babies into more White Walkers. There's recruiters riding around dead horses, so they're not just they're more than so zombies. In the, they're in like the, their own in the army. Book, in the book, they still haven't gone against like gone to war with the White Walkers. As far as I know, not yet. Oh, Jesus but Christ. I do know that there is this theory that the leader of the white walkers used to be a member of the night's watch um oh, so i thought th this was, is all I, I, I thought it was uh the what's her face is the the mother the dead mother or oh no dude no that's something else that's something that's oh, completely that's, different oh that's right she's, she's, she's she'll probably come back too i'm just it, do you, you think know, that she's that's gonna uh, show up in this season she's got to this is the time this is the place in time because that part of the storyline that that was supposed to take place last season, really. But I think they were really trying to spread it all out, and I think they're going to bring her back this season. They have I'm to. so confused. But I love the show, but it's so confusing. There's just way too much going on. Just got to keep up, man. Just got to keep <sighs> up. Jamie, I don't get it. <laughs> well, um, maybe you will get uh, Supergirl, right? Oh, no. Can we stop talking about Supergirl? Are you excited about this show? No, not at all. I thought you were. <laughs> I thought you were the one that was like Supergirl. No, did you see her costume? <laughs> so, so like, so this, they they released pictures of the Supergirl costume this week or last week, I guess, and uh, yeah, it looks like um, Superman, uh, you know, gave a you know a woman his costume basically. I mean, it looks it just it, looks yeah, it looks like the standard costume but darker and richer fabric. Yeah, That's, I mean, it looks like uh, the Superman costume that we've that we saw in Man of Steel on a woman. You know, yeah, um, not as impressed as the uh, the Aquaman outfit. Oh yeah, let's not even talk and, about what? that. What? What? I was so impressed. You could have some resemblance to. Uh, I mean, look, look. 
that Aquaman, Jason Momoa picture of Aquaman was basically just, you know, that could have been Game of Thrones. Kyle had, drove, hell yeah, it, that's why it, I like it. What? Make it make it orange. At least have some orange in it because hey, guess what? That's your original fucking costume. Like you let me look at everyone else in the Justice. Everyone like, Everybody else like, has no. Come on. Batman's costume looks like Batman. Wonder Woman's costume looks like Wonder Woman. Superman's costume looks like Superman. Well, no. Wonder Woman's what? costume looks like brown and burgundy it's when got she the should fucking, be red and gold. It's still got the fucking eagle on the chest. You know, it's still got the stars and stripes on it. He's got like a belt or something on that. You know, he's on got his, nothing. Uh, he's got a trident. That's it. That's it. That's all from the original costume that he's got. There's nothing else. There's nothing even remotely close to the Aquaman that we know and love. And I'm sorry. Aquaman is actually a good character when done right. You know? Yeah. He's Conan of the sea when done right. And that's what they're going for. I get that. But just basically making him Cal Drago of the sea. Stupid. Dude. Best decision stupid, ever. Stupid. Paul Drogo. Lame. Like so after I saw that, I was like, wow, you know what? I'm excited for this film now. Sign me no, up. No. Because before because, this, I was all, like, I don't give a shit. He's only gonna be in the, the he's probably only gonna be in it for ten minutes. Um, and those are the ten minutes I'll stay in the theater. That's cool. I'm yeah. into it. All right, so back to Supergirl. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um so yeah, we got we we, we got pictures of uh of, of this stupid costume, which again it, it when did she become Amish? I mean, it's like she's covered head to toe. Like the, the Supergirl that we know and love, she's wearing the midriff, you know, at least, or, you know, she's showing some skin. No, no, this is like head to toe covering. Oh, it's like it's practical and functional, you know, don't hate her for yeah, covering up. Yeah, I think they're trying to stay away from showing too much skin, you know. I don't know about that. I mean, it's just the, the thing was with Supergirl is like she's fun and youthful. Yeah, let's put her in this Amish-looking warrior it's costume. Skimpy, oh, yeah. It, it's, no. It, no, I don't like this costume at all. I think it's ugly. Um, but it actually, uh, they they just keep throwing stuff out there. Uh, but it looks like we're actually uh, going to get um, Dean Kane is going to be a, a, a surprise yeah. guest, top secret role. And so is Helene Slater, which um, she played the original Supergirl. Uh, which in, she showed in up the on movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that movie. She was the uh, original Supergirl. So, um, yeah, that's gonna that's kind of cool. You know, it's a, a nod to the hat of the uh, super Superman of, of of pasts. So, and which is funny because uh, you know Dean Kane showed up on Smallville. Uh, so you know that's it's a little bit of tip and you know you've got obviously mark hamill showing up on flash so it's like it's it's cool that they're they're you know giving these nods to the things that happened in the past i guess yeah you know hey it's, it's cool anyways I, I all right let's let's move on to some movie news all right um so it looks like uh you will be able to marathon all of the Marvel films um, mm-hmm. for $6 a film, all 11 films, that'll be $65 a person back to back. And it's going to include Age of Ultron. So uh, starting April 29th at 6 p.m. and continues through April 30th. So if you want to do all that in one sitting, you could totally do it. You're going to, right? Uh, no, I actually tried just doing a three movie marathon at some point and I was like dying to go home. Did, did you really? 
What, what did you do? I did the, the Cornetto trilogy. Wow. Um, which, don't get me wrong, I was like, you know, obviously by Shaun of the Dead, you're like, I'm so pumped, because it's like 6, 7 o'clock already. I got coffee in me, we're so pumped. And then Hot Fuzz came on, I was like, I love Hot Fuzz. And by the time the, the World's End came on, I was like, oh my god, I need to go, like, stretch or something. I need to go out for a jog. I, all my bones, like, all my muscle just, like, melted off of me. Like, this, can't this has function. to be one of the longest, uh, you know, marathons so far, because this is usually like like the Lord of the Rings series was was long, but this is longer than that, isn't it? Yeah, you're doing. I mean, you're doing eleven films, and each it's one is about two and a half hours. Twenty nine hours of Marvel movie entertainment. Yeah. So it's yeah. almost that's almost thirty. That's pretty pushing with 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 like you know you're 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 going thirty hours at least. With 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 bathroom breaks and you know in between films and all that stuff, you're looking at like thirty five hours in a movie theater. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's that's like like a day and a half worth of just sitting in your. Ooh, I mean, just imagine what you're gonna stink by the time this is over. I I mean I'm t- I think people will totally do it, but at this would you want to really sit through? Um, Thor, Dark World, and Iron Man two again? Come on! I I would you know gladly what? sit through Thor again. I loved Thor. Ah, it was Are great. You, really? Oh my god, I loved Thor's it. Dark World. Yes. Oh my god, I love. Uh, I've, I've I've watched that movie a couple I, times at least. I think it was one of it was probably the weakest of the series <sighs> to Iron Man two. Bite I your tongue, too- go away. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> wow, really? Really? Oh no. I, I'm sorry. No. It was a great was movie. Not, I loved it. I liked I it the first fantastic. one. I liked the first one a lot. See, and this I one didn't was like the first one as much. Oh, we're jumping from world to world. And I mean, the. They did Dr. the same thing. Was, oh, he was cool as uh, Malekith, but I was like, nah. And it's like, Loki, I, you know, we're friends, but now I betrayed you. I was like, dude, we just got this from like two movies already. Why would they do that again for the. It's like, why is he even this in, in this I movie? I loved it. I loved it. It was so good. So good. Uh, crazy. Speaking of. Iron Man 3. Speaking right. of which. Oh, God. Anyways, let, let's move on. We're, we're already way. Just, yeah. Uh, they. Uh, so it looks like the Russo brothers have done a. Um, multiple picture deal with Sony. Um, so they've, they've signed on to uh, do a whole series of movies and uh, first, li- first look basically a deal with Sony pictures, not Marvel. That means that uh, they've been talking about doing, uh, taking over Captain America, you know, the whole um, uh, Avengers series after, uh, after Joss Whedon. Yeah, I was hoping they would. Uh, that might not happen now. It's kind of weird news. Um, people are saying that this might, you know, uh, you know that 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 this might mean that you know they're gonna do something else. That maybe it's a carved out kind of thing where they can still do the Avengers movies. Um, they're talking about maybe that they're gonna do Spider Man, but it looks like Drew Goddard is going to be doing Spider Man, and it's gonna be called Spectacular Spider Man. So. Um, interesting, very interesting. All this stuff going on, I can't keep track yeah. anymore. <laughs> but uh, there, there's all these these rumors floating around about the Spider-Man movie, and we already know that Kevin Feige is um, 
is, is going to be you know producing this and the rumor is now that that drew goddard is already has a script in mind um and that uh, he's he really wants to do the movie so who the hell knows he was already attached to doing the sinister six so what do you think i'm excited for drew goddard i think he's a good choice as for the russo brothers i mean i was really looking forward for them to do um avengers and stuff but uh i mean who knows maybe they are still trying to do it but uh i mean whedon has been talking about the reason he's leaving is because it's sort of been a nightmare to direct such a big film so i don't know maybe they sort of feel the same way and i think uh, i think with whedon he just wants to move on honestly like like he's committed a lot of the last five years at least to this franchise you know between the two and, and that's just doing two films you know, to him, he could have made like six movies in that time, you know, and that's what his kind of big complaint is, is like every there's so meticulous about everything that has to go on with making these films with all the characters and who's doing what. And he's like, you know, I just want to make movies and TV shows. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would like to see the Russo brothers continue. Um, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, we got, uh, finally, we, we have a new casting for Rick Flagg. Oh, yeah, after uh, Tom Hardy bounced, right? Yeah, so he was replaced by RoboCop star Joel Kinman, um, and he's going to play Rick Flagg. Woohoo! Excited. Yay. Okay. Yay. Yay. I still have no faith in this movie whatsoever. Oh, did you, by the way, did you see... Uh... Jared Leto's haircut pictures. He's like slowly turning into the Joker. Big deal. He like bleached his hair and I think his eyebrows or something. Big deal. I don't care. I'm like, I'm into it. Okay, next thing. Warner Brothers CEO uh, last week actually said something. Uh, uh, Kevin Tushijudahara <laughs> was on a conference call uh, talking about the studio's upcoming releases and uh, they turned the, the, the attention to Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Suicide Squad, and the mountain of other DC releases with uh, Marvel already ruling the box office roost. To Sujarle, uh <laughs> said that they plan to make a key diversity of DC properties, um, which was, they're trying to be edgier when it, than what you get from Marvel. And he said, and this is what I quote, the worlds of DC are very different. They've stepped in realism and they're a little bit edgier than Marvel's movies. The key thing is that the movies and the television shows and the games and everything else looks different. You have to be able to take advantage of the diversity of these characters. All right. So a talking tree and a talking raccoon isn't diverse enough. I think what they mean by diverse know, and edgy is uh, Superman breaking that dude's neck. So yeah, yeah, that's diverse. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, that, we're being so edgy right now. And now yeah. all fans are like, what the fuck? Did you need to do that? Like, come on. So, I mean, cool. Like, if they want to, you know, make a thing out of it, if they want to put a label on it, that's fine. We're going to be edgy. We're going to kill people. We're going to do stuff that it's like, their characters It's like, why don't you worry less about we'll your we'll style we'll... and just worry about making a good story, you know? So... We're gonna we're gonna take Cal Drago and put him in the water. That's edgy. I'm in. I I approve that. <laughs> hey, uh, I just read this. Actually, this is kind of funny. So we were talking about this uh, uh, thing that you know at, at the beginning that, that Peter Gunn was talking about uh, 
you know, he, he did a big Q and a thing with his Twitter and stuff and people are Facebook actually. Um, and so it actually came out that, um, somebody he asked him what he's casting from, uh, Captain Marvel would be. She's, uh-huh. she, she's still Ms. Marvel to me. Um, and he said Paula Poundstone. <laughs> What's that? You don't know who Paula Poundstone is. No. Oh, child of the nineties. Uh, she's an old comedian. Um, and basically that was his way of saying like, I'm not, I'm not involved with Captain Marvel. And his actual answer was Paula Poundstone. I don't know. I don't think about ca- uh, casting movies, characters who aren't in my movies. So basically that he let the cat out of the bag that we are not going to see Ms. Marvel. Sorry. Captain Marvel in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, like everybody thought we were going to. So, still have no idea who's going to play Carl- Carol Danvers uh, and uh, when we're going to see her show up in the cinematic universe. So, but damn it, it's going to be a great movie. I, I can't wait to see Captain Marvel. Yes, um, it's going to be great. Now, All about it. You, they, there's, there's a couple other things that we got. Uh, tell me about Ghostbusters. Uh, so it looks like uh, Sony went ahead and uh, announced that they're going to be doing an uh, all-male counterpart to the already announced female Ghostbusters film. So two separate Ghostbusters films, one female, one male, and um, it's described as a male-driven, action-centric comedy. Uh, so, and, oh, Channing Tatum's headlining it. So yay for you Channing Tatum fans out there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think this news is kind of a uh, BS. Why? Why are they doing this? I don't understand. What? What's the point? Well, a lot, you know, it's kind of like this uh, chicken shit move to sort of take the spotlight away from these women and, you know, that are doing like, oh, like they're going to be doing this great standalone film. And now it's like, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and announce uh, we're going to be doing an all-male film to please all the male fans that wanted this happening. So, Oh, um, hey, guess who Guess who else is involved in this? The Russo, the Russo brothers. Exactly. <laughs> They're going to direct it. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So, so, so maybe, this will, maybe they'll, they'll get uh, the, the, the male Ghostbusters from the original and, and that have been trapped in ice, and it's going to be like bill murray versus channing tatum and his team but yeah ivan reitman and dan Aykroyd are also involved in this so i mean anything dan Aykroyd turns to shit right now so this is bad i was so excited about the new one like like the female casting which is basically a it's gonna be a two-hour saturday night live skit i'm down i'm totally down for it i mean i think in terms i think it's it's really lame that they announced it um so close to announcing the whole cast of that like it's just way too soon um and so it just feels like we're flooded with just like too much ghostbusters at this point um it's almost it's like it's competing it's the same thing exactly studios you know it's like why not do this as the sequel or like so what are we gonna get like two ghostbusters in the same year exactly it's like i don't i don't know what they're thinking so i mean i guess we'll just have to see how it turns out but i'm still looking forward to the Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Ghostbusters. So the the, the SNL Ghostbusters. Exactly. It. It's exactly. gonna be great. It's gonna be really, really good. I don't know if you've been watching SNL lately, but I think it's 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 on a it's like on a really good streak right now. I, I it's been hilarious the last couple episodes. Um. 
Yeah, I don't watch SNL. Ugh, shame on you. It's been freaking hilarious. Like not, you know, I watch clips online. Like I don't watch it diligently. Oh my god, the uh, uh, this week's episode was Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah. It's you get. Did you see the clip from uh, the <laughs> the Age of Ultron? No, I didn't oh watch it. Oh my god, it was so funny. Uh, I'll send it to you. It's pretty funny. Okay. Okay. All right, uh, that's you know I'm I'm tired of talking about movies. Let's talk about some comic books. All right, uh, what did you read last week? Well, um, there was a lot of books last week. There really was, um, man. Uh, let's talk about my favorite book this last week was All New Hawkeye number one, Jeff Lemire and Ramon Perez taking over the famous one of the most fantastic runs that helped launch this new direction for Marvel was the uh, Matt Fraction, uh, David Aha series that you have not read. Yeah, um, I haven't read it. I'll, it's, I'll get to it. <laughs> I know it's a mystery. Like I'll, I'll get it, to it. It's, it's one of those things like, like to me, that's, it's a total Jamie series. Like there's, there's nothing that's, this is Jamie more than, than Hawkeye. Um, I guess. No, it's true. It really is. Like, the shit, the, the shit was tailor-made for you. Um, what'd you think? Um, I liked it. I, I feel like you, I mean, coming from a not reading Hawkeye perspective, um, the whole Kate Bishop thing, I'm not really totally caught up on. Uh, I know her from Young Avengers, so. That's all you really need. I mean, she just, she's. I know, I know. But it, it really, the way it sort of starts is um, they sort of are on, you know, a new adventure and. It just feels like you're kind of thrown into it. So that's why um... you are. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, so the thing is, the the, the Hawkeye series, the Fraction Hawkeye series hasn't even ended yet. Um, oh, okay. they, they're so far behind in uh, issue 21 just came out. I think 22 is supposed to be the last issue. And it's it's like two months late already. So um, and they already had this done and scheduled. So they just went, OK, we'll release it because there's there's so much stuff going on in this book that's not really see the thing with with hawkeye is it's been 22 issues and it's pretty much been the same story it, it right. it's been one continuous story that they just keep telling from different angles and different bits and pieces of which only takes place over i believe a month um so for so it's it's very different way of storytelling um and you've only gathered that from recent issues um so yeah it's it's freaking it's a great great series this book is i think is fantastic um, it was good yeah ramon perez knocked it out of the park with this i mean the artwork in this is fantastic because it starts out with these this beautiful like watercolors of a flashback of uh bart who or, or barney <clears throat> and um clint uh, you know, Hawkeye and his brother, who both play major roles. You know, his brother plays a major role in, in the Hawkeye series. Um, yeah, it, it's basically stories about how they run away and join the circus. You're going to find out that whole backstory because um, Hawkeye's background is he was part of this this crime circus, and you know he used to be a bad guy. Um, and for a while, him and his brother were at odds and stuff, and and part of the Hawkeye series is him coming to terms with his brother and stuff. Anyways, um, 
so yeah, it, this this book is really, I mean, to to be able to pick up where Fraction and Aha left this book and do it justice and continue like like I'm hooked on this. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? They're fighting Hydra. What what? And I really kind of towards the end of the Hawkeye run started to despise Kate Bishop. Like I okay. really did not like her. I think she's great in this book. Like like he they've got that chemistry. He like like Lemire's got that chemistry between the two down so well. Um and in just a few pages. It's I think this is great. It's this is a great first issue, great jumping on point. Um and Hawkeye's just a badass in this. Yeah. It's good. 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 Um, so onto a book that I really like this week, uh, Spider Woman number five. What'd you think? I loved this book. I hated the first three issues. No, it was. I liked them too. They were funny. I did not like it at all. Like I skipped it. Like like to me, this is issue number one. Uh, I I mean the whole thing with her and being stuck with uh, Moreland because he thought that. I just, I, I, no, I got I, I got tired of all of that. Like, all right, like right, it, was, right. it was Spider it was Spider Verse filler. Like like literally, it just just stop it already. I, I'm done. I I want you know I, this is what I wanted. I, this this should have been issue number one of Spider Woman. This is where hopeless and I'm sure that's what hopeless's intentions were. But he got thrown in with this stupid Spider Verse shit because this is this doesn't have anything to do with Spider Verse. Right. Yeah, this is brand new. This is a perfect jumping on point. But uh I, Well, okay, in, in issue four was, was pretty much the jumping on point. Right? You kinda say? Yeah, because that's where she uh she quits. She quits the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Um so we we have Spider Woman quits the Avengers. Uh she is like, you know what? I'm 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 going to stay on Earth. I'm done traveling through space and time and everything. I'm cutting off. I'm going to go be a normal person for a while. Um and uh yeah, she's she's got a new costume. Um what else? What what what, what what's She's got on? a motorcycle. I love that she's like a street level hero because, you know, I I don't know, just yeah, she's sick of fighting aliens and stuff and Really, I'm sick of reading about superheroes fighting aliens. I want street level superheroes. Exactly. I, I, so yeah, it's uh, and the art's great. Javier oh Rodriguez on art. God, the artwork on this is fantastic. Yeah. The colors, the colors on this book are brilliant. Um, God, who did the colors on this? Uh, does not say. Oh, oh, no, oh, Javier Rodriguez colored this himself. Oh, wow. Okay, didn't even yeah. realize that. Um. But he didn't ink it. That's weird. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, the colors on this are fantastic. And now it makes even more sense why, like, the colors, it, it's weird. There's books where, you know, color's not that big a deal. And I know I'm, I, it's weird that I'm latching onto this, but it kind of plays a part in the storytelling. Um, and the best part of this book is uh, Ben Yurick shows up, who, you know, always, always good with Ben Yurick. Are you familiar with Ben? I am not. So Ben is uh, like star reporter at the he's he's like the the beat reporter f- at the Daily Bugle. Um, okay. Major player player in Daredevil. Uh, Bendis' run of Daredevil especially. Um, <clears throat> he was like one of the first people to find out that Matt Murdock was was Daredevil was really Daredevil, and they actually make a joke about it, where um, they uh, 
Yeah, oh, the last the, time they saw each the other. Last was, time we saw the, the, the I'm saw not Daredevil was, party. Yeah, the I'm not Daredevil party. Um, and that's the thing I love about this book is there's those little those little things. So, uh, but he, basically, Ben Yurik is like the um, tabloid. He's like the Geraldo Rivera, you know, wannabe detective kind of journalist, you know, and and he's got this like link to superheroes. You know, he, he knows, you know, he's, he's best friends with with Daredevil. Uh, he shows up in Spider-Man all the time, obviously, with Daily Bugle ties and stuff. So he's he's an essential part of, of the Marvel Universe. Um, and he's found this connection that all of these supervillains, their wives have gone missing. And uh, Spider-Woman thinks that, you know, it's just, this is just, you know, it's just a coincidence Right, that really or no that they've gone into hiding and stuff. Because yeah. what else would you do if you were married to a you know villain? Exactly. And then she comes across the porcupine, <laughs> and porcupine's like, "Look, I'm I need this money. They're gonna kill my little girl." And she's like, "Wait, what? Wait, yeah. all of this is real? What? This is Ben's really onto something?" So she breaks back into uh, the Daily Bugle, steals uh, Ben's files, and takes off. And uh, like Ben's like, "Huh." Right, I, I I knew that, and it's really, really like this is Dennis Hopeless at his finest. Like this is the book that Dennis Hopeless needs to be doing right now. It is so well written, the artwork is fantastic, and I fear like nobody's gonna read this book. Yeah, that's good. I love Dennis Hopeless. Uh, he he definitely needs to be. I wish he was working on more books right now. This is um this is Marvel's Batgirl. You know, if you if you love Batgirl, this is the book that you need to be reading for for Marvel. Like, really, it's it's got that same feel. Um, it's I, I think it's better than Batgirl, honestly. Um, I feel like a lot of <laughs> I feel like if if we're comparing it to Batgirl, a lot of Marvel books are are hip and you know street level. Like Batgirl. I mean, that's what Spider Gwen is to me as well. Spider Gwen, uh, I, I I think like like with Spider Gwen, it's 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 its own thing where this is like more comparable to Batgirl. Like what's going I think, on with Batgirl. Well, yeah, she's definitely, she has like a motorcycle. It's like a little more gritty and she's yeah. got, um, she's like a detective and she's got that leather outfit as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I could see that. It, it's um, like, it's like definitely if you're a fan of Batgirl, this book is, is definitely, you're going to love this book as well. Um, and, and the thing is like, I, I but I think it's, I think it's, um, I'm, I, I like it better from the first issue already than than I do with Batgirl. You know, like Batgirl still had that kind of hokiness to it. You know, um, <clears throat> yeah. You know, and where with this, this is this is a lot. It reminds me of some of the you know some some of, some of Wade's Daredevil as well. You know, um, I, I I love this book. I can't. I, I, I that's all I can say. Um. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um. Moving on, what did you think about uh, another Marvel title, uh, Princess Leia number one? Oh, Princess Leia. Mark Wade writing Princess Leia. I mean, yes. Rachel and Terry Dodson doing their work? Yes. I mean, what else can be said about this book? It's fucking great. Yeah, it's good. good. I I loved it. Um, So if you're not reading the Star Wars books, you're stupid. All of these books have been great, and this, you know, just just builds on the story that we that that we're slowly learning about. Um, 
you know, continuing on with the storyline of, of what happened right after Star Wars. This picks up literally the moment Star Wars ends. Yeah, the you New know, Hope. Star yeah. Wars New Hope ends with the the award ceremony. This mm-hmm. is the speech that Princess Leia gives right after the, the credits roll, basically, and Chewie roars, you know. Um, and uh, basically Leia is like, uh, you know what? We need to go through and find all the Alder, you know, everybody that's that's still alive that, that you know, survived Alderaan when Alderaan was blown up. And uh, basically there's one person that's, you know, there's a... a, a Rebel Tie Fighter or a, a, a Rebel X-wing pilot mm-hmm. that's uh, you know an Alderanian, so she keeps referring to Princess Leia as her queen, and they're basically uh, they 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 hijack a ship and decide to they want to go out and find everybody that's left from Alderaan. That's basically the plot of this book. Uh, yeah, and I love too that you know I mean because I never really thought about like after you know they basically destroyed the death star and she's sort of the face of the rebellion that Mm -hmm. you know yeah people will be after her so basically everyone tells her that you know that she would be put into hiding and stuff and you know she would have like security and she's like nah man i want to go help people i'm not about you know hiding and stuff so i i love that she like rebels against that as well you know even though the rebellion had asked her to do that so um yeah, they, they were yeah. basically like, you know, Princess Leia, you're just, like, everybody's getting, Admiral Akbar's giving everybody orders and stuff like that. And, oh, I love that. I forgot about yeah. that part. Admiral Akbar, my favorite. Ugh. And, and he's, he's just, so great. he's basically like talking down to her like, yeah, yeah, you've got nothing going on here. And then uh, uh, she goes to see uh, General Dodma and, uh, uh, you know, he's just like, hey, sorry, Princess, you're just a figurehead. You know, we can't have you out anywhere because there's a bounty on your head. You know, there's there's 10,000 credits that, you know, the people are going to steal from, you know, take from you, you know. And uh, she's like, screw that. I'm going to go out and find my people. And uh, I mean, this was such a great issue. And, and the artwork, fantastic. Um, I don't know what it is about these Marvel books versus the 15 years that Dark Horse did uh, uh, Star Wars books that I didn't care about. But these, I'm hooked. Like, I can't wait for the next issue. I can't wait for the next Darth Vader book. I can't wait for the next Star Wars book. I mean, they're doing this right for some reason. And Dark Horse had the license for 15 years and put out 10,000 books. And I didn't read, I only read like one or two of them. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Why, why Why is this working for them and it didn't for, for Dark Well, I, I definitely think Marvel's got um, uh, a marketing advantage, but I, I like that they're doing... I feel like with a lot of the Star Wars Dark Horse books, like when you see the cover of it, it's very like it's very realistic, you know, and it seems like a very serious book. And and everything that Marvel's doing right now, they, they take, you know, newer artists or artists that have more of an experimental style and they, they throw them on a huge project. And so you're not seeing something that's like, like what DC has now. You're you're seeing like something that feels refreshing and new, and you know looks like it'd be a fun read. And yeah. you know I think with all the books now, like it's just a good time to like pick up. It's like you have Princess Leia, you have Darth Vader, you have you know the Star Wars series. Like you know these, all of them sort of tie in together. And I you know it's just a, it's just a good time. I think it's just a good time and place. And you know they just did really well on on uh promoting it um because i think with dark horse everything sort of got you know 
swept under the rug and only diehard fans would really follow those books. So. I mean, for, for me, I think the biggest thing was I couldn't just jump into oh, no, a Star yeah. Wars book because it was like, oh, is this pre-Yavin? Is this post-Yavin? Where is the oh, is this Clone right. Wars era? Like, there were so many books. I think the, the for me, it was like, this takes place right after Star Wars. I know where that is. You know, this is right, right after New Hope, before Empire. Okay, great. Now we know. Like, you know, um, yeah, this book's great. Can't and, and the best part is they're going to Naboo. <laughs> this Yay. issue ends with them going to Naboo. Yeah. Interesting. Like, it, I guess, like, each issue they're going to go to a different planet. Like, she's going to end up a Tatooine and, and, you know. Maybe there's, like, uh, another Jar Jar character that's, uh, <laughs> that's really from Alderaan. So, I mean, just saying... What else is in Naboo, right? Please, no. no. <laughs> Just saying. No. That's what Naboo's for, and underwater uh, underwater uh, transport. Let's talk about Guardians team up number one, please. All right, all right. Did you, you read this, right? I did. And what did you think? I thought it was okay. That's I wasn't it? like, it was, it was a fun issue. It was meant to be fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's the guardians being chased by what we end up finding out is the, uh, oh my god, what are they called? The Chitari. Yes, the Chitari, um, who is being led by, spoiler alert, Nebula, Gamora's yeah. sister, um, and so they land on Earth, and of course the Avengers already are are on it, and so it's um, it's all of them fighting together, and I mean it was fun. I I it's. I think that's all it is for me. It wasn't like a, anything like, wow, this is a serious read. It was just a fun book. And, and that's what I loved about it. This had like the spirit of, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you, you never read any of the original Marvel team up books. They, they did Spider-Man team up uh, for ages. And it was just like, Oh, Hey, here's a storyline with Spider-Man and power man, you know, team up for an issue or two. Yeah. Um, and and it didn't really have a lot of these stories didn't really have a bearing on much of what was going on in continuity at that time or whatever it was just like hey what happens if these two get together and you know fight this guy and that's kind of what this book is it's it's you know the guardians are coming to earth somehow they they run into the avengers and they fight the chitari sweet you know it's interesting to have an entire team up book based on a team <laughs> Yeah. And they team up with another team. But I will say that uh, it's awesome to see Art Adams do this book. I love Art Adams. He's fantastic. And he kills it on this book. Um, it looks beautiful. Uh, it's just, just amazing Art Adams layouts. Uh, you know, written by Brian Bendis. So you got that great humor by, by, by Bendis. There's a, a, a scene with Groot just like two stories like huge and just menacing looking like the original group from uh the old days just yeah this book is it's it's a fun read pick it up it's it it's just it's good and the artwork's great loved it um yeah, what yeah, do we what do good. we got what do we got well uh we got another jeff lemire book uh, on the list and that's uh descender number one yes uh what did you think? You know, I love Lemire. Uh-huh. 
and this book was it's it's artwork it's Lemire and um Dustin Nguyen who you know Dustin is a fantastic artist just beautiful water everything he does watercolors and right I don't know how long he takes on these books but he was doing that uh little Gotham book for a long time and it was like chibi versions of goth of of all right, Batman right. and stuff like that, fully watercolor. And I heard that it was on a monthly schedule, and and he was able to knock that out. This is a beautiful looking book. Story wise, it's like any image first issue, I think, where it's like there's so much story that you're not really sure what's going on. Okay. It's building this entire world. Um that gets a little confusing i think like i'm not sure what all these planets are and they're, they they kind of go into a, more of a description at the end I mean, basically it's you know this is some kind of world that i don't even know well it gets attacked but there's basically a huge alien attack at the very beginning and so the world's been decimated from like six billion people and you know 10 years later it's only to one billion yeah um and somehow this this robot that the main character had built, who they seek out because he survived the attack, um, somehow it has the same coding as the aliens that, you know, those giant robots that came and destroyed the, the basically attacked the planet in the beginning. Um, see, I kind of, I like the story. I think it's, uh, it's, it's the art. Like, I feel like, I, I love the art. I love Dustin Ewan. I remember his little Gotham books, but, um, I think it it didn't really work too well with me with this book. Really? Um I wish yeah, I wish it was almost a little bit darker and not and not as like, you know, cuz when you're doing watercolors it's very light and a little abstract and you know, it it did feel like very like a image number 1 book. Um but I wish it was a little more grittier, but um I like the story. Um I feel like it's uh I don't know, it see like I feel like once you sort of get into sci-fi, it's very hard to, um, it's very hard to find variations of it because it's too much like something else you've read or seen. And this is very much like, like the Mass Effect video games where it's like these exact, exactly. So it's, it's like the, basically these harvesters, the, you know, the reapers, they come down and they just, they like destroy planets just because they can. And so it's, it's very much like once you have a story like that, there's always going to be a sci-fi where it's, you know, some other alien force coming down to either reap a planet or destroy it. And so, um, I mean, I, I like stuff like that. So I like the book itself. I definitely pick up the second issue, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the, I wish the art was like a little bit more tighter for this, uh, this kind of story. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I love the art. I love the story to an extent. I, I just, I, I, it's one of those things where I think this would be a lot better as a graphic novel. Oh, know, absolutely. As, as, if it was 150 pages and done every six months or something, um, then, you know, a, a 22 page comic book that you're like, uh, where is this going? Like, the, right, because you're right, because we're dealing with a couple different characters. So it's, it's hard when they're, they are trying to, do world building for such a you know vast like sci-fi universe and we're like okay we it's really hard to keep up with these names and so there's like a robot kid and there's like a doctor like who am i following here there's like the the robot kid's dog and and the biggest thing is like like i don't care about these characters yet like right there's this robot kid that's supposedly linked to all these giant 
robots that wiped out the population and then disappeared. Okay. So? I mean, he's also, um, right now, he's located on a planet that uh, that was like a mining colony and like everyone's dead and there's dead bodies everywhere. So I was like, what? This is crazy. Yeah. I'm into it. It's, so. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. I just, I think if, if you're looking for a new book to pick up, go for this, but wait for trade, I think. You know, it's, yeah. I think it's going to read better in trade. It's just like with, with trees that that more analysis book i'm i'm oh, waiting for right. tra- trade on that yeah I, i've got the trade i just haven't read it yet there's some of these these image books i think that just just they're better when you re- you sit down and read you know the first five issues all in one go than you know doing the monthly uh what else do we have that's it huh yeah that's, that's it that's all we got read. um I don't think there's anything else I read this week that I really enjoyed. Um, Black Science came out. I'm way behind in that. I'm s- I haven't even started the series, but I have it. I have it all. You have not read Saga yet, have you? I no, I started it. I started it. I stopped. Oh, did you? The, yeah, I totally started it. I loved it. I stopped at the issue where it's um the parents come in and then there's like this giant like giant troll thing and it's like his, his dicks oh. out and you're like what the fuck and then it ends there um but you, i for so, i don't know why i stopped there but you need to you oh man i'll it get back i mean i better. started it it keeps getting better i mean yeah that's another book that's just so jamie so jamie um you know what i'm really enjoying is uh the the sensations comics featuring wonder woman it's the digital uh books that that of you know they're Wonder Woman books that they're doing. Okay. Uh, digital only. They're really good. Um, there's this uh, new storyline right now that uh, Chris Sprouse is drawing, who, I mean, is fantastic. Uh, Cecil Castellucci, I don't know who that is, but uh, is writing it. It's, it's just a really fun Wonder Woman story. Um, and yeah, just just pick that up. It's, it's really good. Uh, another book that, you know, I really, I've really been enjoying is, is Hulk just gotta gotta read hulk love it um and you know jerry duggan just kills it on this uh yeah i think that's it yeah i didn't read anything else last week yeah i mean i caught up on a lot of old stuff too batman yeah so did i still doing really good spider gwen i finally read did you yeah did you like it uh yeah i liked it um I think Jason Latour's uh, writing is really strong. The art's great. Um, yeah. I think right now I don't. I think right now I just don't care that much about the character. But um, well, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to issue number two. I love it. I think it's great. I thought it was a fantastic first issue. Yeah. First issues are hard because you got to get so much stuff through. So. Oh no, absolutely. Hey, uh, how is uh, Rat Queens? with the new artist. Oh my god, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um who's the artist on it now? Uh Stefan uh Sedgwick. Yeah, it's like he's just Sedgwick. Um he I mean, he definitely just keeps to the same tone as the rest of the series, so it doesn't feel like it's not like when you're reading, you know, like She-Hulk or Ghost Rider where you're like, "Oh my god, there's a new artist," you know, and it seems so completely different. Um it's it's definitely his style, but it the art's great and um basically where we left off was that there's this giant um this guy's trying to get revenge on the town and everything and on uh 
I forgot the character's name, basically like the head of the police. And he unleashes this giant tentacle octopus monster onto everyone. And it, it gets into everyone's brains and like makes them see their like fantasies and stuff. And <laughs> it's really good. It's, it's like, it gets dark, but it's really like funny and clever and just everything that rat queen should be. So nice. Great issue. But yeah, Sounds pick it up. Good. Awesome. Well, all right. So uh, I think that's it. If you uh, want to follow us, go over to eatgeekplay.com on Facebook or Twitter, or just go over to eatgeekplay.com and uh, where we talk geek just about every day of the week. You can find out about food you shouldn't be eating, comic books you should be reading, and music you should be listening to. Uh, Jamie is also the assistant editor over there, so uh, you can follow her at where, Jamie? At uh, Jamie Rosaurus. That's on Twitter and Instagram, and that's Roarsaurus, mm-hmm. like Roar the Dinosaur. Uh, and then you can go over to Eek Geek Play and buy a t-shirt as well, or a Geeks Against Humanity deck. Uh, t-shirts are going quickly, guys. We're, uh, we're going to start phasing out that logo soon, so uh, before Lucas gets to us. But this website and this podcast are free for you, but they cost me money. So that means, you know, uh, I could use some help. Reach into your pockets, buy a t-shirt, buy some card decks. I don't ask much. Just a little bit of change here and there because, you know, this, this stuff does cost money. I got to pay for a server soon, and it's not cheap. So any bit helps, guys. Uh, that's it. We're done. I'm out of geek. And I'm out of coffee? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Talk to you next week. I'll be back tomorrow.